all, and welcome to my podcast, The Healing Journey and Me. For those of you who are just tuning in, my name is Tamay Blue, and I am the host and creator of this podcast. Welcome, and I am so happy that you could join me. Now today, I wanted to touch on the subject, trauma responses. For today's agenda, I will be referencing some material from a mental health article featuring various mental health professionals, along with hitting some key points to help those who are unfamiliar and even those who are familiar with the topic, trauma responses. On today's agenda, we will explore, one, what is a trauma response? Two, the four types of trauma responses. Three, healthy versus unhealthy responses. Lastly, four, and how to manage your trauma response when in a stressful situation. Now I'd like to share and self-disclose. Before I entered the therapeutic world as a counselor, I had no idea what a trauma's, trauma response was, sorry. But I've always had moments in my personal life where I did experience a trauma response. I knew I was responding to trauma, however, I didn't quite have a name for it. As I've grown my studies and also with me going through my own healing journey, I have been able to learn more and I am able to identify immediately when I am experiencing a trauma response. Now, what is a trauma response, you all may ask? A trauma response is the reflective use of overadaptive coping mechanisms in the real or perceived presence of a trauma event, according to trauma therapist Cynthia Ciadat. Cynthia also provides us with the four trauma responses that are most commonly recognized when someone is in a trauma event. Those four responses are fight, flight, freeze, fawn, and sometimes referred as the four F's of trauma. A licensed therapist by the name of Chioma Moronu states that when we experience something traumatic or have been exposed to prolong stress, it causes part of our brain, the amygdala, to go into hyperdrive, where we see and feel threats in non-threatening situations. This also causes us to act in ways that we don't understand and can leave us feeling like we no longer have control over ourselves. The trauma response is often based on what your brain thinks will help you survive in the current situation. Now, That totally makes sense to me. Moving on, let's explore the four F's together so that way we can better understand in detail what they may look like. Now, before I dive completely into the four F's, let's talk about healthy so that way you guys and gals can understand the difference between someone who responds to a trauma response when healthy or unhealthy. Also, before I continue, Just know that not everyone responds to all trauma events in unhealthy ways. And just because you suffer from trauma doesn't mean that you don't have the ability or are unable to respond in a healthier manner. The first F is fight. When healthy, the fight response can allow for assertion and solid boundaries. When unhealthy, when used as a trauma response, It's an act of self-preservation function where you move reactively toward conflict with anger and aggression. It's a fear state where you confront 
the threat to stand up and assert yourself. Now, you guys, people who respond with fight or utilizing conflict to navigate the situation, (laughs) Chioma explains, a fight trauma response is when we believe that we are able to maintain power over the threat. We will gain control. Now, this can look like physical fights, yelling, physical aggression, throwing things, and property destruction. It can also look like balling your hands into fists, feeling like a knot in your stomach, crying, being argumentative, or experiencing a tight jaw. Wow, <laughs> that's some, some scary stuff right there. Now, um, I've dealt with people who use this trauma response both in romantic relationships and even with associates. Everyone who personally knows me knows strongly that I am not a fighter, nor do I use violence when having a disagreement with another person. So, some words of advice for those of you who tend to resort to this trauma response. Now, if you notice yourself exhibiting the above behaviors, take a moment to slow down and think about how you are positioning yourself at the moment. It may feel good to access your physical uh, being to gain mobility in the situation and have your insides reflect your outsides, but it comes at a cost of connection and others feeling secure around you. So please, pretty please, tap into your deep inner self and walk through it. Also, I'd highly suggest you seeking some professional help because harming others, property, and even yourself will have a great consequence, and that might not be something you can come back from. Moving on. The second F is flight. When you're healthy, you're able to discern in stressful situations and disengage within limits. When faced with a dangerous situation, the flight response corresponds with avoidant behavior. However, as a trauma response, you take it a step further by isolating yourself entirely. Now, self-disclosure. I experienced this trauma response last year in late October. It was terrible for me and very terrifying. I was aware that I was having a trauma response. However, all I could think about was safety and that I was in danger. Mentally, y'all, I was struggling and I felt the walls closing in on me and I just blacked out and executed. Some people judge me for it till this day, but I was truly having a mental health crisis at the time. Luckily, I am better, stable, and I know that I have to work twice as hard daily to prevent myself from slipping in that manner. Side note, yes, us therapists are human, have traumas, struggle, and have mental crises just like everyone else. So let's all be loving and understanding and caring here. Now, that was a lot. I know, but let me explain to you further about this flight response. The flight response is when we believe that if we are able to escape the threat and avoid conflict, then we will not be harmed. This can look like running away and avoiding interaction with others, notes Morono. To avoid uncomfortable feelings, you may escape the situation by staying busy or fleeing for the exit whenever things get tough. Now, like I said earlier when I self-disclosed about my personal experience, I know what this feels like 100%. I will also self-disclose another part of my personal experience with a flight response. Some people judged me heavy about my trauma response and were mad at me. I've learned how to accept that not everyone understands trauma and that sometimes when you experience a trauma response that 
it can be super heavy and intense. I hope that one day these individuals can find it in their hearts to just learn, to understand that I was really in a crisis. Hell, more like a self-crisis. I meant no true harm or ill intent, I swear. Now, moving on to our third F, the freeze response. Now, I want to note that when a healthy, well, when a person is healthy, the freeze response can help you slow down and appraise the situation carefully to determine the next steps. Let's dive into the unhealthy. When unhealthy, the freeze response relates to dissociation and immobilizing behaviors. When this defense is enacted, it often results in literally freezing. Y'all, like feeling frozen and unable to move or finding yourself spacing out as if you're in a haze or detached from reality. You don't feel like you're really there and you're mentally checked out as you leave out what's happening in your surroundings and what you're feeling in an attempt to find emotional safety. Again, (laughs) I've experienced this when I was 18 years old. Long story short, (laughs) a shooting broke out at my university's homecoming and I straight up froze y'all like stood there like a deer in headlights and a friend dragged my butt out. Lord, (laughs) I think I need to write my own book about my personal experiences with the four F's. Moving on once again. (laughs) Now, what occurs with our sympathetic nervous system at the time of the freeze response is that parts of the nervous system have reached a point where it is overwhelming, which then causes the neurological shutdown. Sorry. It causes a neurological shutdown. I truly hope that with me sharing this on the podcast today, that it helps those of you understand better that uh, these trauma responses can do some mad damage at the time or a trauma event that the individual is experiencing um, can basically become uh, immobilized or physically numb. So technically speaking, it's equivalent to temporary paralysis and disconnecting with your body to prevent further stress. I swear, it's not a great feeling at all. Trust me. And if you experience this like me, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. Last but not least, the the fourth F, <laughs> the fawn response. Now, fawning occurs when an individual is behaving in people-pleasing and pacifying-like manners. This type of trauma response involves one prioritizing people above all else as well as doing what the other person wants them to do in order to diffuse conflict. This can also look like the one trying to gain approval from that person at the time as well. So this person is trying to gain overall approval from that person. Yeah. Now, we all want to be liked, seem good, and loved by people to an extent. It's in our human nature and DNA, so don't lie about it. However, it can come at a cost, losing yourself. We all know the healthy way to respond would be to set those boundaries, be firm, and not to fold. But with fawning, that doesn't happen at all. Now let me drop some words of encouragement for those of you who may use the fawn response. Be gentle with yourselves and work on separating the feelings that are yours versus the ones that aren't. Being aware is the first step to work towards avoiding the fawn response. Then next you can work on setting those boundaries. Now, as we near our last point today, I want to stop and say that you are not alone 
And no, y'all, I'm not referencing Michael Jackson's song, even though that song low-key got me through some things. But seriously, I mean it. If you are suffering from trauma, you are not alone. I think that everyone on this earth has suffered from some kind of trauma and or experiences. To add to this, I want to share some tips on how to manage your trauma responses. Talk with others about how you feel. Don't isolate yourself. Calm yourself. Try meditation or deep breathing exercises. Do physical activities like walking or yoga. Take care of yourself. Get plenty of sleep. Eat a healthy diet. Oh yeah, and drink enough water. Water, water, water. I can't stress it. Water, water, water. <laughs> Avoid using alcohol, drugs, and tobacco. Y'all, using substances only increases the symptoms, and if you overdo it, you can do an overdose and even die. Yeah. Get back to your daily routine. Do the things that you would normally do even if you don't feel like it. It's important to get back stable even when you don't feel like it. You got this. Get involved in your community. Volunteering is a great way to create a sense of meaning. Trust me, I've done this and it was much needed and made a difference in my life, I swear it. Get help if symptoms, symptoms persist. Talk with a mental health professional. I know many of you may not believe in this form of healing, but it can most definitely help if you keep an open mind, not have, keep an open mind. Lastly, if you're trying to help a friend, listen and find out where they are in the coping process. Try to accept their feelings and help in any way that you can. Wow, we learned a lot today and I admit it was a bit intense for me, but I think it was very, very important to bring awareness to this. I hope you all enjoyed this episode and thank you so much again for tuning in. Thank you so much again for also, you know, accepting my flaws and when I mess up, you know, just bearing with me. This whole podcast stuff is new to me and you know, I'm just now getting into scripted and trying not to, you know, be all over the place with my thoughts. And yeah, sometimes I mess up, but we're human. But thank you again for being so patient with me. Now, next week's topic, we will be talking about boundaries. Let me tell y'all, <laughs> boundaries is one of my favorite topics. And I stress my boundaries daily. Can't wait for the next episode. Well, that's all you guys. And until next time, toodles. Toodles.